You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the APEC region. I am Danielle, Senior Consultant in Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with tech talent. And today, I am your host. So welcome everyone to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the topic of data in product management. And I'm delighted to be joined by three senior thought leaders in this product space. So number one, that's Tapish Sot, Director of Product Management at SaltMine. Um, Idris Atikli, VP of Product at Quadrant IO. And Eamon Regimi, um, Chief Product and Technology Officer of Perks Technology. So, um, to start off, it would be great if each of the contributors could briefly introduce themselves and what they do. So, perhaps we could start with Tapish. Hey, so happy to meet everyone and thanks for having me here. I'm Tapish. Uh, I lead currently the product management team at SaltMine. SaltMine is a SaaS platform for enterprise businesses and real estate teams to plan, design and optimize their workplaces. Um, we've been, we are a large, large-ish startup, I would say. Uh, and we've been in this space for quite some time. Uh, my background is actually in architecture where I shifted onto technology and then later to product management. Um, and I love to design healthy and productive workspaces for people and any technology that works in that regard, I'm happy to get in the chat with. All right, thanks for that, Tapish. Um, what about Eamon? Yeah, hello, good day everyone. So my name is Amen. I'm the Chief Product and Technology Officer at Perks Technologies. Uh, I have a passion for product innovation and my goal has been over the last few years to help businesses achieve exceptional results by leveraging the cutting edge technologies with a focus on AI, behavioral science and so on. So today I'm responsible mainly for aligning the company's technology strategy with the business objectives and uh, with a big focus on product management, product development, but also data and analytics is a large focus of uh, my day-to-day activities. Before joining Perks a few months ago, I was serving as a, a VP, so Vice President of Product Management at a company called Jagger. So back, uh, I was in the US and uh, with a focus on innovation, AI and data. So I have been, actually, I started my career in product management as a data product manager. Uh, And um, this is where, you know, if you would like to build any intelligent application or use or build AI, you have to start with the data first. Without data, you cannot really be intelligent. So um, yeah, happy to meet everyone today. And I'm looking forward to the discussion and uh, how to discuss how important data is in product management. All right, thank you for that. Idris? All right, um, thanks for having me. My name is Idris. I work as a VP of product for Quadrant. Um, Quadrant is a data as a service company. Uh, we have we operate in two different fields, two major fields. The first one is on, on, on mobile location data. We collect and process mobile location data for our clients. And the other one is in uh, point of interest data. Again, we collect and process uh, point of interest data for our clients. Um, um, a little bit about my background. I got my bachelor's in Turkey um, um, and then uh, moved to United States to get my master's and PhD. Uh, did a lot of research on um, information hiding, um, information security, steganography, and all that uh, 
crazy uh, <laughs> spy-like stuff. And then got back to Turkey after I got my degree. I worked on a couple of different companies ranging from um, R&D facilities on, and then, then, then startups doing, um, um, you know, working as a project manager to product manager in, in all of them and an R&D manager. Then uh, recently moved to and relocated to Singapore. And here I am. All right. Yeah. Great to have you guys all on the call. I think all of you have very unique backgrounds. It's super interesting to see how this podcast will turn out. Um, so, of course, today we'll be discussing the importance of data and product management and how to use it efficiently. Um, as you know, basically, whether it's customer feedback, market research, user analytics, you know, data can help you understand your users, identify opportunities, and of course, make informed choices, which is very important in product. So I would love to hear your take on what is what what. And, and why data is important in product management. I mean, I, I'm sure all of you have your own, you know, thoughts. It might be similar, but I would love to hear it. So you can jump straight with you, Eamon. Absolutely. Uh, this is an interesting topic. So I would say, obviously, data is critical in product management because, as you said, Daniel, it helps you to make informed decisions, understand your customer. You can measure the performance, optimize your strategy, but most importantly, when you are in, in the enterprise world, you need to be able to stay ahead of the competition and delight your customers. So I would say, before talking about why it is important, I wanted to highlight if you don't leverage data, what happens? Because that's also important to know and have in mind uh, to justify the use of data. So what I would say without data, and if you are a product manager, and you are not using data, you are essentially flying blind. You are relying on intuition, you are relying on your gut feeling, which is a way waste of resources and you can miss opportunities. Sometimes you can get things right, thanks to your experience, etc. but most of the time, no. So you will risk to be an outdated product manager. And this is where it is important to use data to make informed decisions and drive success of your product. And have always in mind that if you are a product manager listening to this or you would like to become a data product manager, have in mind that your competition is for sure using data to gain an edge. So if you are not using data to inform your product decision, you risk to fall, uh, to fall behind that. And um, one of the main ways where you can use data is how can you understand one your product and how you can understand what your customers are doing, what the competition are doing, where the market is going. So the data will go around the usage of the product, the customer knowledge, the cohort, and we'll come more about that, the details about which type of data later. But what I wanted to highlight is your customers are expecting you to be, to be, to have a data-driven approach. And where everyone today is talking about big data, customers come to expect a personalized and optimized experience, which means they don't want the same feature for everyone or the same journey for everyone. They want that to be tailored for them. They want it to be uh, adaptive and personalized. And the only way for you to personalize the user journey and experience is to know your users, to know your customers, to know their problems, so you can customize that. So I would say it's important to use your data to design your product to prioritize the features and if and to, uh, this will allow you to meet your customer expectation. And one last point based on experience, I would say the cost of not using data in product management is too high. 
So it love it will cost you. It is less expensive to invest in tools, time, and people to use data, other than not. And、um, I would also highlight that every company that when we are in digital transformation and product management, there is this what we call the golden triangle, which is very important to have. So if you are building product, you need always to have the balance between people, product, technology. And it's always used there. But what you will see, and what is interesting, that we need to add a data piece for that. So I would say, don't waste your resources. Use data to guide your decision and optimize your product. And we'll talk a little bit more about how and when and which tools later in the podcast. Yeah, fantastic. I see a few nods here and there. I mean, what do you guys think, Tapish? Yeah, actually, that's absolutely true. I. I I think even said a lot of、uh, a lot of things which I identify with.、Um, in general, I think product in a lot of ways, if not in most,、uh, if not in all cases, is where customers engage with the company. And for that, qualitative and quantitative user data is important at almost every stage in a product lifecycle. So you would see that usually. PMs use data to inform their product sense in a way. Product sense is developed over a period of time、um, uh, with experience and with being、uh, engaged with different products. And data is really important to inform,、um, you know,、uh, your prioritization frameworks, improving operations strategy, and enabling even decision making to a certain extent for PMs. So, for instance, early in the process,、um, as Eamon pointed out. You could use data from competitive analysis to understand the landscape, and then qualitative data from like different business verticals to drive product conceptualization and development. On the other hand, you would have market research, say later in the process,、um, to which is which would be important to launch a product and setting it up for success. So, data is a part of the different part,、uh, different stages in the product lifecycle. And it plays a different role, but I think the most important use of data is just to inform a PM's product sense in a way, and that's a really large concept to unfold. Idris, any thoughts about that? Right.、Um, ju- just to set the stone, the, I- I'll start with some super generic stuff for、uh, everyone. To, I know everybody in this chat,、uh, in this in this group,、uh, will know, but for all the listeners. Um, I don't want to bore everyone to death, but we we need to set the stone here. Is um, um, data is the new currency, right? Everybody says that, so it's super important to understand the value. Like sit down and understand the value of how much data is important, how much value it brings to people, especially considering the last twenty thirty years um, um, exponential growth on、um, digital transformation. Like when you look、um, in the past, like the first phases of digital transformation started at the、uh, the POS machines, right? Like before then, you had no no digital information about your clientele. Like you had no idea unless and until you reach out to them individually, like running surveys and whatnot. You did not have any data points to collect at all. And now we are at a much better state that.、Um, We have a lot of data points to 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 take some、uh, informed decisions. The second one is、um, our topic today is data product managers and the effect of data. 
And um, I think another assumption, the, the, a fair assumption that we could make here is um, there is, I don't think there's any different difference between a product manager and data product manager anymore. If you are not a data product manager, you're in the uh, wrong business line. <laughs> so you have to be a, a data product manager in order to be a product manager uh, within the world that we live in right now. Um, the other assumption is that I think, um, hopefully the other um, uh, people will uh, agree with me on this one. I think that right now the problem is not having data, but having too much data right now. So within the complexity of collecting so many data points from different um, avenues, how do you still take calculated decisions based on, you know, collecting data from surveys, collecting data from um, A and B testing tools, collecting data from your mix panel, collecting data from um, um, your analytics tool, like different analytics tools and whatnot. I think that is the issue, making sure that you don't lose focus and you identify those things. That's where it brings us to is I think data is super important. It's a new currency, but it adds extra added value when it's combined with um, the human element. What I mean by that is when we don't lose touch with the clients and um, in order to take a hypothesis and um, try to validate that assumption with the client, back, back that up with data, that's where actually from my perspective, um, uh, the magic happens. So uh, ideally you gotta know your product, you gotta know your customers, you gotta know the, your competition and the and the market overall in general to be a complete, you know, um, product manager for your product line. And data is there for you to leverage all that information and back your um, assumptions and help you validate much faster and take informed decisions, prioritize much better, measure success of your product line and obviously monitor um, the health of your product throughout the process. So when things go south, you are aware of it before it gets too bad or when things are going hopefully north, <laughs> then you can share that information with the rest of the company for evangelizing and all. Yeah, that's super interesting to hear. I mean, no data to too much data. I think that's, that's how we are right now. Uh, I mean, according to a survey by Penjo, 63% of product managers say that data informs almost half of their product decisions. So I guess if so much data currently or so much access to so much data, um, I would like to ask you guys, you know, how do you, how do you find I guess, the right data and how do you use it in product management? Um, yeah, I'll open it up to the group. I mean, whoever wants to start. Yeah, I, I can start. So I would say when I think about the data or how to use it, I like what was said earlier that every product manager has to be a data product manager. I think that says it all. But, uh, and here what I say, if you need in your organization, depending on how large or small is the organization, sometimes you may need to start having a dedicated product manager for data as the team grow. And when I think about this, the picture that came to my mind is an orchestration, like an orchestra. Actually, the job of a data product manager, if the organization becomes larger, it can be compared to someone who is creating the whole orchestrations as what you can see in, um, in an orchestra. 
and how this can happen. Actually, uh, the use of data in product management is similar to an orchestra as one, you need harmony. It's just as an orchestra brings together different instruments to create uh, this harmonious sound, a data product manager or data and product management can bring together different sources of, of information to create a complete understanding of your customers and your market. And this is where, as a data product manager, your role also is to help your product managers, peers, or everyone in your organization to have better decisions. And then there is the rhythm. An orchestra relies on a conductor to keep the rhythm and the tempo of the music consistent. Similarly, what I see the product, the data product manager, if you have someone with that dedicated hat, they need to use data to keep the product development process in track and ensure that it is aligned with the company goals. Because at the end of the day, why do you want to have the data? The product that you build has to be aligned with the strategy, which is at the end of the day needs to be aligned with the company goal. And then you need the precision. So the musician and orchestra must play their instruments with precision and accuracy to create this beautiful sound, right? In the same way, the product managers in general, they need to use the data to make, when we say in informed decisions, it has to be accurate. It has to be proven. It, they have to, they don't need just to say the data, like uh, for example, we have this data point. No, they need to justify it. They need to go to a level of accuracy and precision that is important to avoid wasting resources and missing opportunity. And the last point is the collaboration. Again, I like the example of earlier, every product manager has to be a data product manager, but when the team is large, an orchestra requires collaboration between the different musicians to create this beautiful piece of music. In product manager management, you need this cross-functional collaboration between the different teams that is important and a, product, a data product manager can bring everyone together and tell them what are the necessary tools that or the data that they need to leverage in order to create a successful product plan, which at the end of the day, it has to meet the customer and the business needs. So in to summarize what I said, I think without using the data to identify the user needs and pain points, you are uh, your risk is building a product that doesn't need your uh, that doesn't meet the needs of your users, which means again wasting time, wasting resources, and probably losing customers and missing opportunity. So to sum up, it's important to collect and analyze the data and to identify the patterns and trends. You need to be able to prioritize user needs based on the impact and the importance, uh, have a way to ideate the solutions to address each need of pain points. And when you do ideation, ideation, so uh, at um, my, in my team today, we use what you call the pragmatic framework in data management, in, the, in product management. So the pragmatic framework is the framework that helps us to make sure that we are we are building a best-in-class product management team. As part of the main principle of this framework, there is this big code that we all have in my team. It says, your point of view, also interesting, is irrelevant unless it is data-driven. So this is the whole principle of the pragmatic framework comes to every product manager. It's good, you can come to me uh, uh, with ideas. Or you can come to me with your point of view, but as we are a business and we need to go uh, to go fast, 
it, your point of view will be irrelevant unless you have data that can support it. So let's, uh, let me, uh, let's have Idris or Tavis to comment more. I'd like to add to that, I think, which is very interesting and thanks for sharing that. So I think it also depends on industries and I'd like to focus a little bit on the software aspects of this. Um, so I think one point which I completely agree with that there is a lot of data and people are overwhelmed with data and what to So even though there is a lot of data, people don't necessarily know what to do with that, right? So I would like to take the discussion back to focusing on value in a lot of ways. Um, for instance, in industries which are still very new to using data, the traditional industries like construction and um, even manufacturing to a certain extent, um, these industries by their very nature generate a lot of data with the workflows and the processes that they have, but they don't necessarily know how to best utilize that to drive business value. Um, and in certain cases, and especially in, um, in businesses which are set up uh, serving these industries, it's hard to uh, get data uh, right up front because the processes aren't set or the data is not being captured the right way. It's just uh, very laborious to kind of put it in the right place to derive insights from it. I'd love to kind of understand how you guys tackle the problem of the other side of the spectrum where you don't have uh, a lot of data to start with um, rather than being overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I would love to hear hear your opinions on that. Um, is just anything to, to contribute to that? Uh, simple answer, simple and short answer. Go old school. <laughs> and, and reach out. It takes a lot of time. I, I would go old school basically to identify um, some of the issues. Like um, at first, when we started, like when I joined the company, um, Quadrant, we were about to kick off a new uh, business line on the POI end. It required us to build a, a, a mobile application. And uh, we were just building the team to, you know, bring the mobile application to the world. But at the same time, like there's some technical complexities um, in relation to, because part of it has something to do with crypto uh, rewarding. Um, um, I'll share some information maybe like later on about like how we do um, POI collection if we have time towards the end. But um, like, so a lot of those data points we did not have, we did not have anyone, right? Um, to um, see if we are doing the right thing. So we did a lot of uh, reach out to uh, potential prospects on the client end in terms of um, what kind of data they would uh, require, what kind of data set would, would be a tempting offering so that it actually um, answers a pain point on the client or the prospect end. And on the contrary, then we would reach out to some of the potential users of the application and then ask them, hey, this is this is what we have right now. What do you guys think of that? And then when we pushed the first MVP out, we immediately started reaching out to people, um, some of the churning users, some of the users who are like picking up and then get going, hey, this application is great. <clears throat> it helps me. It helps me out, like do exercise. It helps me like... Uh, um, you know, um, earn some crypto rewards and whatnot, and then and then see where they see the value, or in contrary, where they don't see the value and they drop. 
understanding early on what could be basically shifted or um, updated. Um, it, it gave us a lot of trending points that, hey, this, this, this point sucks because we keep getting the same feedback from people. Then later on, obviously, we, we moved uh, to uh, in-app feature requests, in-app bug, uh, bug reporting to, um, to identify what are those big issues. And then we have our own funnel to, to address them. Some of them goes into product for us to uh, push them into rise prioritization matrix. Um, and so on and so forth. To build on top of that, then, so like if, if you don't have that data, unfortunately, you like a, the first thing, super straightforward and brute force to, to reach out to people, to connect with as many people as possible would be my um, initial solution. And then the second thing is uh, creating data pipelines. Like um, at first we didn't have any analytics tool. We were completely blind, which was the case with my previous startup as well. Um, and then uh, we made it like in my previous startup, I, um, I, I got a group of product managers and some tech people. I said, guys, we're flying blind. We need some data points. Let's install something to track and monitor the health of this product line and um, come to find out the, 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 uh, the company had this dashboard, I will say, but probably like when I left, probably like um, close to 100 different widgets and come to find out clients were only using it like for less than a minute and only touching the first couple of widgets and the rest they, they just completely ignored and they had no idea about that. So that's the power of data. It's just one, one simple uh, integration gave us that enlightenment and all the what what the hell are we doing here um and 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 th th that's super important to understand um the the value of data and it brings you sometimes in a shocking waves <laughs> uh but but early on you understand is the better right so uh, what we are doing at quadrant right now when we started doing is uh, we are a little bit behind i i i uh, i i have to admit but what we are doing right now in the transition mode that um, um, we are connecting everything on, on Jira to our OKR. So any ticket, any individual is working on the dev end knows uh, and almost knows because we are going to um, kick it off within the next couple of weeks, but it's almost there. So I can say knows now confidently that um, they know why they are working on that certain ticket because it is connected it is connected to one of the company OKRs directly so from the from the subtask to task to user story to epic to OKR everything is uh, linked together so we can not only see uh, the why the explanation of why they are doing certain things within the user story but also they could see the whole journey as well as we can get the progress of where we are within that OKR so that brings in a lot of um, um, clarity and visibility to people. Likely, what we are also doing is um, pushing all of our feature requests to Jira. Those feature requests are getting, and then the bug reports, getting prioritized based on our rise prioritization matrix, uh, based on their impact, the complexity, the reach, and everything. And it is also um, publicly um, within the company, obviously, uh, available to everyone to see where their submissions internally or externally are uh, staying within the within the prioritization matrix. So chances are if your submission is on number 129, 
it's not going to cut it to the next sprint, right? So, so that's what we do on sort of like creating those data points, which gives us a lot of trends to start off. Like if we are getting a lot of feature requests or bug reports on certain things, that's immediately giving us the red flag. Hey, uh, we need to identify that. Okay, is it related to any of the OKRs that we have right now, or should we put it on the back burner? Is it that if it's a bug, it's a completely different story. Um, the next thing is, uh, we are also using um, like tools like Power BI, Firebase, um, <clears throat> Google Analytics, and Lean Plum to identify different levels of um, health, trend, and um, um, analytics uh, connection points uh, from different applications. Power BI gives us in general numbers, like you know, in terms of um, like a ballpark number, how many people we have on the application in general, like DAUs, MAUs. Um, how much on the like every stand they spend on the application, like super high level. Uh, Firebase gives us some analytics information in terms of like the health of the application, like how many crashes we have, um, like the load times and whatnot. We do use an automated testing tool called Maze for doing some quick um, uh, A-B testing. Uh, even though we have some challenges with that, we are, that's supposed to be, down for quick design testing, but we are not really that quick to bring the testing ideas into the into the um, tool yet. But still, we're working on there. And then the last thing is we have a dedicated data science and data. We are a data company, so we have a dedicated data science and data engineering teams. And um, sometimes we are asking data science and data engineering teams, "Hey, uh, can you look at and identify what's going on here?" And sometimes they're pulling, looking at the data and pulling up some interesting insights that we are not aware of. So we are leveraging that information as well uh, within the company. I think I, I spoke to my story, but uh, that's uh, pretty much how we approach um, on the data and like how we take decisions based on data. Yeah, Tapish. So, I mean, is that, can I answer your question or do you have any like kind of um, feedback or, you know, thoughts about what Idris has said? I think that I think that's that's really good. Like in terms of a lot of insights as to how the team is actually working at Cotton.io, and I appreciate that. What I'd love to kind of take back is, uh, or kind of go deeper into is how do we? Uh, so data is in a lot of ways an enabler um, for doing and building the right products, as even said actually earlier in um, the session where. You know, it is a way for us to deliver customer value and delight our customers. So it's one of the enablers that we definitely have. Um, and like anything else uh, in uh, for product development, it's not the end all and be all. So I'd love to go deeper into how, for instance, um, when early in the process, early in the product development process, when you're when you're still conceptualizing the product, how is and when you don't have a lot of data. Aren't the strongest decisions actually based on intuition itself? And how do you guys really tackle that? <laughs> yeah, a um, cu couple of things come to mind. The first one is basically um, 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 trying trying your assumptions um, early on and reaching out to, to fitting profiles. So, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of... Uh, I don't want to give like example of uh, like how how we did it because it's just self-promoting in a way. Um, let's suppose you you are um, 
you are uh, you are you're kicking off a, a, a new web page that you're doing like e-commerce. So what would you what would you do is like basically try to figure out um, some people who would be your potential customers to go and to go to them like, like not completely empty-handed like hey if I do something like this would you would you uh, be part of that because chances are most people will say yes but with open-ended questions like you know for e-commerce like a, doing a proper um, uh, product discovery session with people and then asking them some of your assumptions like you know what are your some of the the biggest pain points in the in the um, in the e-commerce universe so for example for me uh, delivery process in Singapore is a little bit different. Like I'm not really quite used to. So if everyone, uh, actually, like a, another great example is food delivery. Uh, because I'm having a lot of issues with food delivery in, in, in Singapore. It's taking forever and super unreliable, sometimes because of the weather I know and whatnot. But so um, if if you were started, if you were to start something like that, a new business, I would immediately ask for like, what are the, some of the pain points that you're having difficulty uh, with the food delivery services, you know? And what would be, like if you had a, like a typical question, if you had a magic wand, how would you um, change certain elements of that? And keep validating some of your hypotheses with people and um, starting like super micro level, micro level MVPs and then pushing it out get the response right away from people and then based on the response you either iterate or pull back and then try another hypothesis based on your discussion so it should be like keep talking 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 and a little bit of execution on the development end and then try it out collect data points your first data points see if it really proves your hypothesis if it doesn't prove then go ahead and and, and meanwhile like try different assumptions with your, um, but basically being a voice of customer call or product discovery call, whatever you want to do, go do that again and keep basically iterating on top of that will be, I think, uh, my um, quick go-to approach. Amen. do you have anything to say regarding this? <laughs> oh, thank you. Said it all, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, Tafish, I mean, what do you, I mean, any thoughts about that or... Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that that said it all pretty much. Uh, that also highlights our approach uh, in a lot of ways in what we are taking at Salt Miner. Um, you know, in order to solve problems, especially in industries which don't intrinsically or are very just basically haven't haven't worked with data for a fairly long time. Um, and basically constructing hypotheses and then testing them out through. Uh, a strong platform is is how we are going about it as well. What we've actually realized, um, other than that, is that customers are are looking for solutions rather than, you know, what we call, um, in a lot of ways, data being thrown at them or dumb data being thrown at them, and they usually get overwhelmed or just confused when you actually present them with data. So these are like you know. For instance, they're looking at nuggets of value rather than actually uh, very fancy methods. And that can be done with fairly simple means. It can be simple white box models in certain sense. And um, of course, as we as you go around scaling, it can become more complex. Hmm. 
Yeah, super interesting. Actually, there was an interesting little debate there. I like it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that brings us to our last question. I think overall, I think it's a conclusion that, you know, uh, along with other tech traits, you know, um, data is no longer a nice-to-have skill. You know, the role of data and product management have evolved from a supporting role to a, to a central one, I would say. Um, in my, my, my views in, as a recruiter, I feel like a lot of product management careers are trending towards data. Like I think I spoke to many of you guys before this call and say, you know, data PMs are, I would say, the most sorted out for this quarter when it comes to recruitment. Um, so I would love to hear what you guys think about, you know, um, how data has revolved over years and also what are the most significant changes or trends you, you observe in this field. Uh, maybe you could start with Eamon. Yeah, I agree with you. And... Uh... It's even became harder and harder to find uh, data product managers and all product managers with folks of data. So I would say the role of data in product management has really transformed in recent years. I see it even when I started a uh, few years ago in product management and uh, as part of the hats and the product I was managing was the data. And then we move it from data to data and analytics, to data, AI, and analytics, which has become like the largest hat of this. And I would say right now, there is a greater full emphasis on the user data, on the agile development, on machine learning and AI, which basically, even if in theory, there are multiple roles, in, but when you have a data analyst, a data scientist, so in terms of development, a data engineer, etc. While from a product management, there is a, a more high, higher expectation that you are having the data product manager will not focus only on the data itself, but it's more on the value and what are technology are we using? How can you make <clears throat> use it for to have a customer centric design? And the expansion of this product manager role is going to more data, AI and analytics. Mm -hmm. And I would say with the power and it's, I would say, with this responsibility of leading or having the data product managers come as some power, which is how can you make informed decision that goes up to the executive level and accelerate the iteration and always keep the user at the center at the center? And then how can you foster the collaboration to drive the product performance and improving these changes? So I would say the future of product management in general is data driven and those who embrace the data piece will thrive on it but in addition to that they said earlier a little bit about the golden triangle where we have the people process technology that are important i would say something that i have seen is a lot of professionals or product managers but not only product manager whether product manager or executives are conversant in the people process technology capabilities of their business chance. So they know what's their business, they know their customer, they know the market. But what I have seen, what I have noticed is most of the product managers and the product executives, unfortunately, do not speak data fluently yet. And I would say this is actually a new critical capability for this digital transformation and i would call it we are still calling it digital transformation by the way and i would say in order to be successful it is important to be able to read write and communicate the data in context including the understanding of the different data sources and the constructs etc which is very critical important so uh, as uh, we said earlier 
it's not enough to say, okay, I get all the data, but what, what is missing is the so what. What should I do? What are my data sources? How am I collecting it? How am I... Pre so um, when I joined the new company after a decade and the previous one, the first things I wanted to know is what data do I have? And then we had hundreds of data sources. So now uh, with the product head, you need to be able to prioritize where you will focus most of your effort and build a sort of a strategy, a data strategy and a roadmap, how you will be evaluating this. So the end goal, again, is to make data more accessible and actionable for everyone in the organization. That's what is important, whether for your product managers to decide the features or your sales team to decide how to position the product or to your support team or also to your executive team. As opposed to before what was needed when you build the product, you may need a data scientist or a data analyst with years of training to come and build to you some dashboard. So I would say uh, data is important and it's important to align uh, that you align with it. And last thing maybe I would like to highlight is it's important again to prioritize how are you getting the data, how are you transforming it? How are you uh, analyzing it? Which intelligence are you adding? So this is where you can have multiple analytics platform solutions. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Daniel Pendo. So I used Pendo in my previous company and I'm using it also today. But if you are in a startup and you have lower budget, for example, you may use also Google Analytics. There are other solutions such as WalkMe or Amplitude. But this at least solution can provide you on the user behavior and it help you to measure and track your product performance. Then the visualization is key. Because once you have all of this data, it's important to visualize it in a better way. And when you do the visualization, you need to focus on the persona. Who will use this data? Is it your analyst? Is it your managers? Is it your developer? Is it your middle management? Is it your sales? Is it your executive team? Is it the data for your board of directors? So all of this is important. Then. We talked about that earlier, but to summarize, the customer feedback is, is critical here. So you need to use some tools to enable you to gather and collect customer feedback. So this would be more a qualitative way of getting data. So to measure their satisfaction within your product. And here again, there are multiple tools. A-B testing is uh, important. And then focus on the storage and what are you putting all of this data? Something I wanted to highlight and to close this is we all, we sometimes tend to forget that data comes with some challenges around privacy in the world where we live today, especially when you are managing data from your customers and end users. So a topic that I see a lot of product managers forget or think about it only when they are going to production is, do I have the right to use the data? So, okay, it's good to know that I have multiple data sources, especially when I work with millions and millions with data points, but do I have the right to use that data? What is the data privacy strategy that I have? How can I, am I anonymizing the data? And then if I'm anonymizing the data, will it be relevant or not? And how do I look at the data in the customer context, in the community context, in the multiple, uh, uh, multiple, I would say multiple customers or multiple regions, multiple countries. So if you become more global, I'm sure like the use of data in Singapore is different than France, than the US, than in other countries. So the last point when I would say to highlight is 
for every product or data product manager, ensure that you work very closely with your legal team and uh, make sure that you have the right to use that data, especially if you want to start monetize, to want to monetize the data, because at the end of the day, it's important to have also a go-to-market aspect. How are you going to monetize this data or how are you going to bring clear and measurable uh, value from it, whether value for your customers or value in terms of revenue? So let me pause here and let Idris and Tapish comment. Yeah, so I think I think that said it all again, which is <laughs> <Just> very interesting. <laughs> uh, but I'll just, uh, I think I'll just like to go back to what was actually discussed um, earlier in the session where PM as an orchestrator or um, and as a connector is really important. And what matters the most is probably uh, using this role, how, what, in this role, what role would data play? And is that is that another tool that the PM uses and how do they actually use it to inform process and enrich the product process itself? So for this, um, I think hard skills in data are as important as the soft skills. So for instance, how do you basically string together a story with data is really important to a certain part of the organization. And in my opinion, what's really powerful is that how do you how do you essentially use data to drive product strategy and direction? Um, and that becomes even more important for data-driven products and analytics. Um, and I think Eamon already pointed out, and rightly so, on using data and experimentation for decision-making. So I think these are things which are really important. So other than the hard skills, which, which are... Um, uh, talked about a lot. I think the softer skills is where um, I find a gap in in the marketplace, and I think that's there's definitely some learnings and development um, uh, that we need there from uh, from a PM perspective, at least in the marketplace. Idris, any comments on that? Right. Um, I will be like a, a lot of good, good, good thing uh, from a man. Uh, the 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 point is actually uh, he made us uh, quite clear and uh, really resonates is visualization is really important and um, um, being data analytics savvy on the um, on the product end is not fully like it, there's definitely a gap i think we can all agree on that as well and it, and that also definitely resonates and plus to to tamish's point tapish's point sorry is that um, the soft skills is uh, critical so um as an example, data could also be a, a disabler. So um, to give you an example, if you're looking at one, let's suppose you're a ridiculous example, but let's suppose you're only looking at one data point, which is your um, session time on your application. When I look at your session times and see <clears throat> session times are going ridiculously low, and um, and you're not looking at your DAUs, daily active user counts, like maybe they multiplied like 10x within the last five, 10 days, or maybe marketing uh, department started a new user acquisition campaign that you are not aware of, then all of a sudden like, okay, you have this data set, but it's not really enabling you to do anything because now you can't take calculated decisions on looking at that one data point. Then... The, the soft skill comes into play to identify, okay, what else do I add on top of this to tell a, a great story? 
So the data alone is not an enabler, but data that tells a story is where the enablement happens. Because if you're not telling any story, and this is uh, partially where I am having difficulty uh, in my team as well, is just we are monitoring the data, we are you know trying to take some calculated decisions, but we are not necessarily telling a crystal clear story, which I think is super critical to evangelize what you're trying to achieve as a team and making sure that everybody is sort of like grouping around that idea, yes, we should do this. Because looking at the data and looking at the at your story or the user journey, yes, we absolutely need this. Um, data as an enabler example is actually um, the core of the most stuff that I shared in this um, in this uh, meeting with you guys is actually based on the the replies I got from ChatGPT. Yeah, so that that is data as an enabler. Um, an example of data being an enabler is like I was saying, core of most of the topics that I discussed today is based on the answers I got from ChatGPT. I just wanted to test it out and see how it's going to uh, uh, respond. It's pretty much like spot on for the most part, not all, but for the most part. So that's that's the power of data that we could use today. And I would like to wrap it up with that. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, thanks, Aaron, for inputting. That's super interesting. I think it's obvious that data does play a major role in the success of product management. I think with data at our fingertips, you know, product managers are better equipped to understand their customers, you know, develop more successful products and also gain a competitive advantage in the market. Um, I think we've actually over, um, like run over time, but you know what? Like, this is actually a very interesting conversation. Maybe you have to have a part two. But let's end it I here agree. first. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys found this podcast informative and learned something new about the importance of data and product management. I mean, if you have any questions or even if you want to participate in this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.